And welcome to a special edition of the Oddscast. This is a bonus pod we have for you. I'm Dominic DeLeo. This is just going to be me doing a 30 to 40 minute deep dive into the NFL Week 11 uh, play card. We're going to go game by game. I'm going to show you a little bit how I analyze the games. Uh, we'll make some picks. I'll post them on our uh, social media and uh, you can just follow along and, and, and play along. This is kind of what I've done with me and Terry's uh, DraftKings Super Contests where lines lock on Wednesdays, they're half point lines and you know where you have to either pick a winner or a loser because they're half points. And then we pick games, however many games we want to in a week. Uh, you have to pick 70 games in an entire season. It started in week four. It was a $500 entry fee. There's guaranteed $1 million coming back to all the entrants. Uh, $250,000 to the first place. Uh, it's a special opportunity for me and Terry because only 900 or so people signed up. Uh, they needed 2000 to hit the million dollars uh, that they were paying out so that there's more really, there's a 50, more than a 50% windfall going to the entrance. So the odds are a little bit um, uh, more open for people. So I'm going to explain how I analyze the games. Me and Terry do a call on, on Sunday morning. We go back and forth with the game, see what we like. Uh, most of what I do is look at teams DVOA, uh, which is a metric from Football Outsiders. Uh, They do it throughout the course of the season where they rank their offensive stats, a team's offensive stats, a team's defensive stats, and uh, they do it weighted so it takes into account their more recent games or more recent performances, and I outline them by offensive run versus the other team's defensive run, uh, offensive pass versus defensive pass, etc. And I see if there's any edges, and I see if there's any kind of... um, angles in the lines to uh really justify picking a certain way look at injuries look at situations look at streaks all of that stuff um so we're just going to get into it i don't really love this week's card uh a lot of divisional games a theme which we'll get into uh there's some games where injuries have a huge impact on games uh, but we'll go through it so i'll go game by game and then we'll we'll, we'll do our picks at the end uh First game, injuries being a huge theme this week, is uh, the Dallas Cowboys at the Detroit Lions. This line is now at Cowboys minus four and a half. Um, And this line all hinges on the health of Matt Stafford. Uh, He was ruled out last week on Sunday morning with a back injury. It was the first time he missed a game and probably since he was drafted. Um, But DVOA loves the Cowboys. They're the third weighted team um, in DVOA. Have the first ranked offense in the league and the 16th ranked defense in the league. So the defense is okay, but their offensive metrics really just grayed out well. Uh, four and a half is the line here. The Lions have the 16th ranked team in DVOA, 11th offense versus the 27th defense. Now, I say Stafford's health really is the entire. Um, thing to look at here because I think if Stafford is ruled out on on most likely it'll be Saturday night or Sunday morning this line is going to jump up to six or seven and if you want to play to predict that injury happening I, I the tweet from Adam Schefter last week said he's going to be out maybe this week and or you know one to three weeks so it could be that he doesn't play but even if he doesn't play I think there still is a lot of value here on the Cowboys just because if you look at what Dallas does well offensively on the side of the ball. They're third ranked passing offense in the league, second ranked rushing offense in the league. Detroit's defense is 
in the bottom half of the league on both on both accounts. You know, Matt Patricia was supposed to be this defensive head coach. It really hasn't turned out to be uh, a thing that they're good at. And the only thing that the Lions do well is pass the ball. They have the seventh ranked passing offense. Dallas is 18th um, defending the pass. So that's the only real edge that the Lions have in this game. And if Stafford's out, I think this could be a blowout. Lions have four straight losses against the spread, something I don't really like um, because that usually drifts back towards even um, as the as the season progresses. Um, but the Lions are, are faltering. They're one and five in their last six games. Uh, Dallas also has an edge stopping Detroit's rushing offense. Detroit is 27th offensively um, at, at running the ball. And with the carry on Johnson injury, it really hasn't hasn't looked good. So I think Stafford a doesn't play and B if he doesn't play this, this could be a seven point game and it's going to probably jump up to six or seven. So I would jump on it just because even if he does play Dallas should win this game by a touchdown. Um, but if you jump early enough, you will be getting some, uh, some value on a line that should go up. Uh, so I'm leaning, I'm leaning Dallas there. Next game we have is a divisional game. Like I said, another big theme this week between the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Indianapolis Colts. This line is at Indianapolis minus three. These teams are extremely similar, uh, besides from being in the same division. Jaguars have the 13th best team in the, in the league. Colts have the 14th best team in the league, and they're both pretty neutral um, when it comes to what they're good at. Uh, Jaguar 16th offense, 11th defense, Colts 19th offense, 10th defense. Uh, only real two edges in this game. One is the Jacksonville passing defense um, against the Colts passing offense. Colts are 20th through the air, Jacksonville 10th defending the pass. And on the other side, Indianapolis is 14th overall rushing the ball Jacksonville 24th at stopping uh, the run so I really don't like this game I you know there's an injury angle here with T.Y. Hilton probably being out Jacoby Brissett uh, if he's out this line's probably going to shift more towards you know a pick em game with the Jaguars um, and you also have the uh, the Jaguars coming back with Nick Foles returning as quarterback. So, you know, there could be a bump in offense or you could see them kind of struggle as, as he gets back into it. So this is a stay away for me. Um, Colts could bounce back off a bad loss at home versus Miami. Both teams are still alive in the playoff picture. Uh, but this is a game where it really could go either way and it's coin flipping. And, and I mean, you could take a stand if Brissett is out and Hilton's out because the Colts have looked like a, a, very poor team when when they don't have those two guys in the field as you saw in Miami or with Miami last week lost at home to Miami never good worst team in the league um, but I really still don't see uh, an angle here that I like I could see him going both ways so I'd, I'll probably stay away next game is a game with the Denver Broncos and the Minnesota Vikings this line is at 10 and a half there's three big spreads this week, Vikings being one of them. Uh, the 49ers are another one. That's 11 and a half, and the Raiders are 10 and a half. Out of all the three games with the big spreads this week, this is probably the game I like the least just because the Broncos actually match up very well against the Vikings. Um, the Vikings are one of the most uh, balanced teams 
that DVOA grades. They're seventh offensively, ninth defensively, good for sixth overall in weighted DVOA in the league. Broncos, uh, you know, they don't look great on paper. 21st uh, best team in the league, 23rd offense, and then but they do have a very strong defense. They have a top five defense. It's it ranks fourth in the league. So if you're looking at offense versus defense and passing versus rushing, Minnesota's sixth best passing offense versus the Denver twelfth defense. No real edge there. Minnesota eighth best rushing offense behind Dalvin Cook. Denver defends the ball pretty well. Top ten. They're ninth overall. The only real edge that's in this game that I could find that's between you know ten spots in the league on either side is the Vikings having the fourteenth best passing defense, which is is standard. It's it's almost close to the middle of the league versus Denver's twenty sixth passing offense. So you know Denver can run the ball well. They're eleventh offensively rushing the ball. Uh, Minnesota has a good run defense, but ten and a half is a lot of points. They're they're if if there's a stat that I'm going to throw out there where if this wasn't the case, I'd probably be on the Broncos plus 10 and a half, even though I don't like taking these big spreads um, and relying on bad teams. Cause you know, if you're favored by more than, you know, if you're an underdog by more than 10 points, you're most likely a bad team. Um, the Mike Zimmer led Vikings, who was head coach of the, of the Minnesota Vikings. Since he's been the coach, the Vikings are 19-3-1 against the spread as non-divisional home favorites, and that's exactly what's happening here. Not a divisional game. They're home. They're favorites. They're pretty big favorites, and 19-3-1 is uh, – you got a pretty big sample size there, and um, most normally you just cross the box off and say, let's just roll with the Zimmer Vikings at home in this scenario, but – the matchup really doesn't seem to be a 10 and a half kind of spread. It leans more to a seven or eight. And this line did open at eight. So, uh, you know, there's some juice on the Vikings after being a, you know, after winning a big game on the road in Dallas on Sunday night. But I'm probably going to stay away from this game, too. Like I said, I, I don't really like a lot of games this week, but we're just doing this podcast just to show you kind of looking at games. And, and you know, as we go forward, we might play around a little bit more of these these solo pods or kind of two man pods just to dive into uh, a little deeper on, on the analysis. But I'm probably going to stay away from here, uh, given that the Broncos are on a bye, given that they match up well against the Vikings. The Vikings are the team I trust the least to cover a big spread this week. Next game is probably my favorite game of the week, um, and it's Houston going into Baltimore. This line is four and a half. It's got a little juice on four and a half, which means it's minus 125. It might go to you know four. It'll probably stay around there. Um, but I think you know Houston matches up very well against this Baltimore team. I know that everybody's all over Baltimore. They're kind of taking the next step after that Patriots win. They blew out the Bengals the next week. And this Lamar Jackson thing has kind of become this MVP type. You know, he's the new superstar in the league, kind of a Pat Mahomes Chiefs-esque feel to it, uh, like Mahomes was last year with the Chiefs. But in this particular game, the Texans are are 6-3. and three. They got a half game lead in the AFC South. And when you look at the matchup, they match up very well. Texans 10th overall in DVOA, Ravens fifth overall, Texans 11th offensively, 19th defensively, Ravens third offensively, 15th defensively. But when you break it down, 
Houston has the 11th rushing offense, uh, which is surprising because people think, you know, Carlos Hyde's not a great back. Uh, Deshaun Watson has a little bit of scramble ability, um, but they could kind of consider them a passing team, but they've had success running the ball and Baltimore is 28th defending the run. And that's, you know, that's not just a little bit of a, you know, 11, 20 it's the Baltimore is a, a bottom five team in the league. at stopping the run. And if Houston can run the ball, which they have this year, they can keep this a close game. If you look at the other edges, there really aren't any. Houston, 10th passing offense versus Baltimore's 8th ranked passing defense. Baltimore's best asset or best facet of the game that they have is being the number one rushing team in the league. And Houston has a great rushing defense. They're 6th overall. Um, Baltimore is, is number one in rushing ball, as you can imagine with Lamar giving kind of uh, you know, the Patriots fits two weeks ago and, you know, but that, that's a matchup thing. You know, the Patriots are the number one team in DVOA, but they match up poorly against the Ravens. Sometimes teams, no matter how good they look, they run into a team that matches up well against them. And this is exactly what it is. I think with Houston, Baltimore is the ninth best passing offense. Houston is 20th this week, but they're off a bye. And last week, they had the 14th best passing defense. So teams have caught up to them. It's not necessarily them regressing at stopping the pass. Uh, Houston's got some injury issues. Will Fuller might come back this week. Kenny Stills hasn't played in a while. Um, But there are two cornerbacks in Roby and Johnson Jr. are questionable. So something to monitor there. But even if they don't play, I still like Houston here a lot. I'm, I'm probably, I'm definitely taking Houston plus four and a five, four and a half. If you're listening to this podcast and you see Houston at plus four and a half, take it. It's my favorite line of the week. Um, and maybe consider throwing like half a unit on the money line, because I do think that this is a game that I wouldn't be surprised if the Texans actually win outright. Uh, the Ravens are pretty public pick right now. I'm a big believer in fade in public. Um, and I just, like I said, the matchup here favors the Houston Texans a lot. They're definitely going to be in the in in my 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 picks this week, and they're my favorite pick of the week. And I would build some I would build some bets around them, build some parlays around them. Um, so that's uh, that's that's my take on this game. Oh, and the Ravens' main defensive tackle uh, Pierce is questionable, and if he doesn't play, uh, that Baltimore rushing defense, which has been pretty bad, uh, that's you know that's another way Houston can exploit that. So. Monitor the injuries, but I, I would take Houston plus four and a half. Anytime you see three, four, seven, ten, those are big numbers to look for. I mean, if you can buy them over on your in your favor, you should probably do that because those are the important football numbers when you're betting. So Houston plus four and a half, definitely a bet. Moving on to a team to a game that's at first glance pretty terrible. New York Jets at the Washington Redskins. The Redskins are favored by a point. Uh, Jets 29th in the league, Redskins 30th overall. Looking closer, however, the Jets have one thing that they do very well, and that's stopping the run. They, and this is shocking, but they have the second best rushing defense in the league. They, there's only one team better at stopping the run than the New York Jets, and Washington has been completely inept in running the ball. Uh, they might get Darius guys back this week, but you know, I don't think rushing offenses are more so a reflection on the running back himself, but more so the, the offensive line. And 
Washington's 30th overall running the ball and the Jets should stop them at every which way and importantly when you stop the run teams are gonna have to pass and Dwayne Haskins starting for the Redskins anytime you put a game in the hands of a rookie quarterback that hasn't looked great uh it's it's a it's a it's a value option for the better and it's it's something that they should jump on I know that the Jets are probably going to be a public pick this week just because of the big win they had against the Giants. I mean, big is is not a, a probably the right word to use because it's just a – I mean, they won pretty handedly, but it wasn't a game anyone was really paying attention to outside of New Jersey um, or New York. But even with the Jets being public here, I still think they have a little bit more to play for. Um as as crazy as that sounds, I think you know a nine and seven team might win uh, the second wild card in the uh, in the AFC. And Sam Darnold said after got kind of killed for it for saying he wanted to make a playoff run, or they still think they can make a playoff run. Um, but there seems to be a little bit more of a uh, sense of urgency, uh, especially uh, with Adam Gase and and kind of the coaching situation in New York. Uh, but the second rushing defense versus the 30th rushing offense, that is a huge mismatch. That's top five versus bottom five. And I'm going to take the Jets here. I, I, you know, it's, it's a public game. I don't like that it's a public game. Redskins are off a bye. Also something I don't really like to bet. But just when I see that matchup in a game that's pretty much a pick em, you go with the big, mass, big, uh, big mismatch. And all the other teams, uh, all the other facets, whether it's Washington's passing offense versus the Jets' passing defense, Jets' offense versus Washington defense on both sides, there's no real edges. So, you know, trust this big mismatch. Hopefully the Jets see it. They can exploit it. And Washington should have a very tough time moving the ball. But the Jets are definitely in play um, in the picks this week. So I'd take the Jets uh, plus one and a half if you could find it. Um, it's going down to one, um, and maybe, you know, I, I take the free points if you want the, the money lines, you know, plus one Oh five on points, bet plus one Oh seven on DraftKings, Um, and it's still one and a half on points, bet in DraftKings. So moving on divisional game that I don't like at all. So I'm not gonna spend much time talking about it is the Falcons against the Panthers. Panthers are favored right now. I think this line went down and it did. To five and a half. Um, Falcons, very tough team to figure out. They can beat a top 10 team in the Saints, and they can lose to, you know, pretty much anybody. But Panthers, uh, there's going to be a lot of people riding the Falcons this week. It's going to be some people, maybe some contrarians, uh, riding the Panthers here. But I don't like this game, A, because it's a divisional game. B, because there's no real discernible edges here. Uh the only edge I could find is that Carolina is a little bit better at stopping the pass than Atlanta is passing the ball. But Carolina has got the worst run defense in the league. Um, you saw it a little bit last weekend with Aaron Jones running completely over that all uh, that defense. And I just don't think that uh, a five and a half, I'm not comfortable with five and a half and being a divisional game. These two teams, people can't really figure out. I'm not trusting either side, so uh, this is this is a stay away from me. Next game, another divisional game, Buffalo Bills minus 5.5 at the Miami Dolphins. A lot of people are figuring out that the Dolphins have covered five straight times, um, which has to come back down to earth sometime. I think that, you know, the the – 
spread reflects the public's perception on the team and the dolphins may not be as bad as we thought or just other teams are are aren't as good or the, the, the gap between the dolphins and the other bottom teams in the league may not be that big so uh bills a lot of people don't trust them they're sitting at six and three and DVOA kind of agrees with that assessment. They're the 24th best team in the league, so they might be sitting on a house of cards playing the second easiest schedule in the league uh, so far to this point. Uh, but, again, I don't really care about that. I care about the matchups. Miami has the – so the way that I look at this game is that Miami has been okay throwing the ball. They have not been able to run the ball at all. And Buffalo can't really stop the run. They are 31st stopping the run um, in the league. And considering that they have the 12th best overall defense, that means they're really good at one thing, and that's stopping the pass. And Miami has only been able to do one thing, and that's rely on Ryan Fitzpatrick to kind of move them down the field. They're terrible on offense. They have the 31st um, worst offense both in passing, uh, both in stopping the pass, stopping the run, uh, they're just 31st all around. They're, they're the second worst team on defense on both sides of the ball, and they're the second worst overall defense. So Buffalo, top five team in running the ball. So they're going to be able to control this game. Uh, there's not a lot of weather issues. Miami Playing to Miami, Dolphins are have won five straight games against the spread. Uh now this line's crept under six. I'm going to look at it pretty hard. Uh, when it was seven and a half when it opened, probably a stay away. But if you just need Buffalo to win by a touchdown here, I think that the matchup favors them pretty well. So they're going to be a maybe uh, for me this week, um, and just kind of hoping that the Dolphins' streak comes to an end because those streaks can't live. You know, they don't. They don't. They don't last forever. Next game, last one o'clock game on the slate. Another divisional game that I don't like. Five and a half, New Orleans Saints favored going into Tampa. This line is at five actually now, but you know it's probably going to be around five. If it gets to four and a half, it's it's not it's a dead number. I don't really care. Um, but New Orleans kind of has some stuff to figure out. Might be without their best starting corner in Marshawn Lattimore. Tampa Bay you know, has Godwin, they have Evans, and if they can kind of neutralize, uh, you know, things through the air, this game could, you know, the, the, the Buccaneers are very good at backdoor covering. They, they have five straight losses against the spread, but the team as an underdog, you know, you can just envision them coming down and making this game, you know, getting a late touchdown to bring it within a score under four and the Saints just running out the clock, and, and the Saints just looking for wins, you know, that five and a half is a pretty big deal. Uh, Saints, just to give you some stats, very balanced team, seventh overall in the league, eighth offense, fifth defense. Bucks 22nd overall, 21st offense, 22nd defense. So the Saints are balancedly good, and the Bucks are, are balancedly bad. And it's, you know, New Orleans has a couple edges, 11th passing offense versus Tampa Bay's 27th defense, and Tampa Bay has a pretty bad running game, and New Orleans can stop the run. Uh, one thing to look at, too, is the Buccaneers have the best rushing defense in the league. They're the number one team in stopping the run. It's it's a uh, it's it's really a 
a surprising stat, but that stats like that make me stay away from this game. Cause if you're on the road, you want to control the ball. If you're going to cover a five and a half spread, you're going to have to control the ball and you're going to have to really be, really be up two scores in most of the game. And I don't think the saints are going to have an easy time moving the ball. Stay away from the divisional game. We'll take a little break here and then go over the four o'clock games. Um, some four o'clock games on the slate three this week two Sunday night games. And then we'll go over our picks. Hello. Are you sitting at home on a Thursday bored, tired, don't want to go to work? What is there to do? So many streaming services, so little time. Indecision. Classic millennial. Okay, boomer. How about the odds cast? Why not make money while you sit on your couch? No, this isn't the first comment in a comment section. I don't make $8,000 a day. Or do I? Betting the odds cast. Best bets. NFL. NBA. NCAA. They get paid now, too. So why not you? Listen to the Oddscast, coming out every Thursday, available on iTunes, Spotify, and any other streaming service, except Disney+. Plus. Back on this special edition of the Oddscast bonus pod, going over week 11, NFL slate, we're at the 4 o'clock games, there's three 4 o'clock games this week, uh, I was talking earlier about those big spread games, Minnesota being one in the 1 o'clock window. Two out of these three games are double-digit spreads. I, I like one of them uh, with a twist, with a little wrinkle. Uh, the other one is the game we'll start with first is the Arizona Cardinals divisional game. Like I said, huge divisional week. Uh, going into San Francisco, San Francisco is an 11.5-point favorite. It's This game is a huge public game for the Cardinals. 81% of the bets right now are on the Cardinals Anytime during the last two or three weeks that there's been a game that has around 80% of the bets, the opposite has happened. So the team with the with the least amount of bets, if it's a major public game, those those games have lost pretty big. Kansas City last week against Tennessee, huge public game. Packers two weeks ago against the uh, Chargers in L.A., both those teams uh, lost outright, but they were both favorites against the spread. Huge public games, and they both lost. So always something to look out there and I'm getting those numbers and those percentages from the action app. Um, action doesn't sponsor us. Uh, but if you do, you know, want to see those numbers, um, I, I do recommend it, uh, for, for looking at those kind of purposes. 49ers, second best team in the league for DVOA. They are very, very good on defense. Um, they have the 17th ranked offense. So they're pretty, pretty pedestrian when it comes on the offensive side of the ball, but defensively they're very good at stopping another team's uh, passing attack. And they do that through their defensive line. Front seven gets a lot of pressure. You see Nick Bosa, uh, those guys um, are just, you know, the, the, the draft picks that they've spent on, on their defensive line has kind of come to fruition and they're able to pressure the quarterback. So uh, teams, that pressure of the quarterback tend to win football games, and I think the Niners are a definite playoff team. It took a while for the league to catch up and, and kind of mark the spreads uh, to their liking, but this is a pretty big spread for a divisional game. The Cardinals um, 
haven't been winning games, but they've been competitive in games because they can move the ball. Um, so it's going to be a big test. I don't love this game at 11 and a half. Do I think the Niners win? Yes, I do. But covering 11 and a half and covering, you know, and, and winning the game is a different story. Um, I might throw the Niners in and then to go quick on the Cardinals stats, 26 weighted DVOA overall, 14th offensively, 28th defensively. As far as the edges are concerned, San Francisco has two edges. They have a minor edge passing the ball against Arizona's 26th ranked passing defense. Uh, you're asking a lot from Garoppolo there. You saw kind of last night if they can't run the ball, which they couldn't against uh, the Seahawks. Garoppolo has a tendency to be a little erratic, uh, try to do too much. He's, he's a little turnover prone. So it's another thing to watch with the big spreads. Uh, what they do have a major edge in is stopping the pass. They have the number one ranked passing defense. Arizona can't really pass the ball. 23rd offensively. Um, they're not efficient. I can't, you know, they can pass the ball. Murray, they have some wide receivers with Kirk and Fitzgerald, but they aren't efficient passing the ball and match that with a very strong passing defense. Number one in the league. It's going to be tough. Uh, the Cardinals do have an edge, though, and that is they are the fourth best. They're top five in rushing the ball. They're, they're top four, uh, fourth overall. San Francisco, for as good as their defense is, they're right in the middle of the pack on stopping the run. Um, that was kind of the angle that I liked with Seattle last week. Seattle had the number one ranked rushing offense versus San Francisco's, like I said, middle of the pack rushing defense. They're 17th and took Seattle there. I don't like the Cardinals here. I, I, a lot of bounce back potential for the 49ers who lost their first game in prime time. They didn't have gold, their kicker, which, you know, if they did have him, they probably would have won that game because the, the kicker that they brought in just shanked the field goal. Um, and they didn't have George Kittle. And if George Kittle doesn't play, this is a, another injury game to watch. George Kittle doesn't play. I don't like the Niners here um, to cover. Uh, but I, I don't think I trust the Cardinals. So again, another stay away. But if Kittle plays, if Gold plays, I would think about you know bringing that Niners line down, buying it down to under a touchdown and throwing it in a parlay. Uh, but probably a stay away from the biggest spread. Uh, just just straight up spread. Next game, probably the marquee game of the week. Um, New England Patriots minus three and a half at the Philadelphia Eagles. Both teams here are coming off a bye. Some stats to throw at you. Brady, 6-1 and one against the spread all time as a road favorite off a of bye, which he is a road favorite this week. And since 2003, road favorites off of a bye are 64-34-2 against the spread. So that's a huge, you know, huge sample size. And road favorites, you know, more often than not, 2-1, to one, they cover um, off a of bye. Uh, and... In this particular situation where road favorites are off of a bye against a home team off of a bye, uh, like I said, both teams are off, off of a bye here. Road favorites are 8-3 and three in that scenario also since 2003. So I can see why uh, a lot of people like the Patriots. And again, this is a, a, a very publicly bet game. 79% of the bets are on New England. Uh, so people are, are probably looking at the statistics, trusting Brady to bounce back, trusting Belichick to bounce back, given, you know, the extra time. And, you know, especially after a big loss to the Ravens uh, before that bye. Um, but, you know, it's it's there's something about the I, I, first of all, I love home underdogs, um, it, you know, around this four or five uh, line. 
And the Eagles are a pretty good team. They're 11th overall in DVOA, 12th offensively, 8th defensively. Uh, they're, they're starting to get into form. Uh, the Patriots on the other side are the best team in DVOA. They're, they're number one in the weighted DVOA. They just took over the f- spot from the 49ers. And they're 13th offensively, and they have the best-ranked defense now. So what they're good at is stopping the pass. I talked a little bit about it in the Ravens game um, earlier you know, the Ravens matched up well against the, the Patriots because they can run the ball. And New England has the 14th best rushing defense. So pretty average at stopping the run, but they're very good at stopping uh, teams through the air. So something to look forward to if you are looking at a Patriots game, see if the team likes to run, see if the team is good at throwing the ball. And if they are, uh, most likely that's, that's a matchup you can exploit. Uh, Philadelphia better at running the ball than they are at passing the ball. Um, but they're not an elite rushing team. They're top 10, but you know, nothing really stands out. Like you don't watch them and, and think they're this powerhouse football team. Uh, they rely a lot on Wentz. Um, and they rely a lot on Jackson on Ertz. Uh, but defensively, not a, not a lot of edges, uh, Philly can stop the run, but New England is, is not really a run first team. Uh, they're 19th uh, overall on the on, on in running the ball on offense. Um, I'm probably just going to stay away from this game. I, I mean, if you feel strongly about the Patriots, you can do it. Um, but I really can't find an edge here because I do think that the Patriots have had, you know, they've had the easiest schedule throughout. And you saw what happened when they finally played a good team. So I'm not, I don't know if I trust them to cover over a field goal, um, given their track record to this point this season. Uh, and it's a lot to do against a, a top 12 team in the league. So probably not betting this game. Last four o'clock game. I really do like this game a lot. It's the Oakland Raiders minus 10 and a half hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. I'll say I like this game because I'm going to tell you what I'm going to bet, and that is I'm going to take the 10.5, make it 9.5, get it under double digits, pay a little bit extra. It's probably going to be, you know, I just found it minus 120, but this is one of my favorite bets if you can get it under 9.5. And the Raiders, as they've played an extremely tough schedule to this point, their offense is the real deal. With playing tough defenses, Last week, they had the, the second hardest schedule in terms of defenses that they've played, and yet they have a top five offense in the league. They're number five on offense. They're fourth offensively. Uh, they're fourth in the league passing the ball, sixth in the league rushing the ball. And it's important in this game against Cincinnati, who has to travel to Oakland. Cincinnati is the worst passing defense in the league, and that's a huge mismatch. Um, you know, they should – be able to move the ball pretty handily. Now, on the other side of the ball, Oakland doesn't have the greatest defense. They're bottom five. So they're top five in the offense, and they're bottom five in defense. They have the 29th ranked defense. But Oakland has the 29th best or third worst offense in the league. And just a huge mismatch here between that the Cincinnati's passing defense. You saw them get torn up um, by Lamar Jackson and the Raiders last week. You know, they have a lot of injury questions. They're two, they're two starting offensive um, linemen might be out in Cordy Glenn and Alex Redman. A.J. Green hasn't played all year, but he might play this week. I don't think it'll matter. Um, and then they, they have also uh, one of their starting cornerbacks, Kirkpatrick, is also questionable. So something to watch there. Thing with the Bengals, 
you know, even if Green comes back and given how bad the Raiders all, uh, defense has been, they're still relying on a fourth round rookie quarterback. Uh, and Ryan Finley was 16 for 30, one touchdown, one interception, gave up a defensive touchdown um, in that loss to the Ravens. And the Ravens don't have a great defense. Um, so you're relying, you know, if you, you like, you know, I, I the bank, out of all the big spreads this week, the Raiders are the team I am most confident in, in to cover. They haven't really won a game by more than 10 points, but they have played very tough teams. Um, if you look back at their schedule, you know, the Raiders are, are it's going to be very interesting down the stretch because I do think they have their eyes set on the wild card spot, and I do think they can make it there uh, because their schedule the rest of the way is pretty easy. But I would buy this down to nine and a half. Just hopefully they take care of business at home, you know, be up two scores the whole game, maybe three scores, and and maybe Gruden, you know, steps on the gas pedal a little bit and and tries to, you know, vault them into the playoff picture because, you know, beating bad teams and handling bad teams is is a hallmark of playoff teams. And the Raiders are very close, and I think if you tease, you know, if you get it down to nine and a half, it's one of my favorite bets. Moving on to Sunday night. A game that looks great for one side. Um, I'm probably staying away from this game. This game is the Bears versus the Rams uh, in L.A. Rams are six-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, two teams in, in a battle of teams that have been the probably the, the most underperforming team given the expectations going into the season. The Rams are supposed to be all-world again after losing that Super Bowl. The Bears were this upstart team great defense uh both of these teams have great defenses top 10 Rams sixth Bears seventh but offensively they've been terrible 22nd offensively 26th um for 22nd for the Rams 26th for the Bears you know you've heard all the stuff about Trubisky being a bad quarterback Goffs uh for the for the Rams why they gave him that extension a lot of the talk in 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 this game is going to be about underperforming quarterbacks against good defenses and that's it's a lot of turnover uh, issues in this game, but I don't like either team to stand out that much. And I could really see this going either way. I could see McVay kind of in prime time getting his offense back together. The Rams have probably the better option if you're looking at a team to turn it on because the Bears really hadn't have you know even last year when they were twelve and four they didn't have or eleven and five whatever it was they didn't have. A great offense either way so you know you're not expecting Mitch Trubisky to finally look like a, a competent NFL quarterback this over under is 40 which is extremely low but I think about taking the under here or at least teasing it up throwing it in a parlay um, because both of these teams have strong defenses and can't really move the ball especially the Rams losing losing Brandon Cooks to concussion has really hurt them because they don't have a lot of other weapons you know if you can neutralize Cooper Cup really the the secrets out and and the Rams can't really move the ball so not going to bet that game against the spread last game Monday night in Mexico City Chiefs minus three and a half at the LA Chargers this line has hovered around three and a half it's 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 moving up to four so a neutral field here people are probably going to be on the Chiefs here um, and it is a big public bet for the Chiefs. 78% of the bets on Kansas City. This is a game I'm not going to touch just because you've seen time and time again the Chargers um, be able to cover close spreads um, and just kind of stay in the game up until the very end. Uh, they're familiar with the Chiefs. 
you know, these teams have had kind of the same coaching staff for the last two, three years. They're familiar with each other. They've been at the top of the division with each other for, for those two or three years. So they, the book's out on both of the teams. And, you know, no real discernible edges here. Chiefs are the fourth best team in DVOA, second best offense. They have the best passing offense in the league versus the Chargers, 21st ranked passing defense. Only edge I can find in that game on the other side of the ball, Chargers 10th offense passing the ball. Kansas City fifth uh, defensively stopping the pass, rushing twenty LA twenty third versus Kansas City's thirty first defense, Kansas City twenty first versus LA's twenty sixth defense. So it's really only the only edge you can find is 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 Mahomes and this Chiefs offense running through. But you know prime time Mexico City international games. You know you've seen the London games be a little bit weird this year. I would expect the same for Mexico City. Um, and I really wouldn't touch this game at all. I really don't have I don't have a strong opinion either way. And when you have strong when you don't have a strong opinion, don't try and force it. I mean, you know, if you're a casual better and just want to throw up um, on Monday night and watch the game and have something to root for, yeah, do that. But I really don't uh, have a strong opinion either way, so I'm going to stay away. Looking at the final picks. Um, you know, we went through all the games, walked you through how I look at a card. Uh, like I said, I don't love this card. There's game, there's weeks where I do love the card and I'll have six or seven or eight bets in a week. Um, like last week. Uh, but this week with all the divisional games, all the injury games, all of these big spread games, uh, there's not a game, a lot of games I love. So what I'm going to do is I'll give you my single picks, uh, against the spread. And these are lines we're, we're taping this on a Wednesday night, probably going to put it out Friday or Saturday so you can look at them. So they're, they're not going to be far off unless like, you know, Stafford is, is in the game and it drops, you know, the Cowboys spread drops to two and a half or something like that. Um, but I will give you five picks this week that you can bet right now. First bet is Cowboys minus four and a half. I really don't think, Stafford's going to play in this game. Um, all the reports have been that it's a really gruesome back injury. You know, you're, you're hoping that he doesn't play and this line jumps up to six or seven and you have it under a touchdown pretty comfortably. Even with that being said, Cowboys playing in a dome, have all the matchups against the, against the, against the lions and four and a half is something that I will jump at I'm you know this was three and a half on FanDuel yesterday um but four and a half I still like it it's it's kind of moved and it's kind of where the books have set the lines even if they don't have lines points bet still hasn't put up a line for this game Will Hill hasn't put up a line for this game we're in New Jersey so it's the New Jersey books um but add Cowboys minus four and a half that's the first bet and I usually do 1.1 unit to win back one unit. So if you're playing with $10, that's $11 to win back $10. I always try to win back a unit in every bet that I place. So first bet, Cowboys minus four and a half. Second bet, told you, love this game. Texans plus four and a half. If you want to hear why I love this game, just go into the podcast uh, description, click up at the time code, go back up and listen to it. Plus four and a half Texans. I'm not going to say it. You know, I'm not going to rehash all this. Second bet, Texans four and a half. Third bet, Jets plus one and a half. I know that this is going to be a public game, but there are bigger public games. We talked about New England. We talked about Arizona. Trust 
that the Jets will exploit this huge mismatch. There was two huge mismatches this week that are underlined in DVOA. One is the Jets rushing defense against the Redskins inept rushing attack. So keep that in mind. There's another one, and that'll be the next bet that I talk about. So first bet, Cowboys minus four and a half. Second bet, Texans plus four and a half. Third bet, Jets plus one and a half against the Redskins. And the fourth bet is a bet that I teased a little bit is the Raiders minus nine and a half minus 120. So, you know, the spread's at 10 and a half, but if you can get nine and a half, bring it under 10 for minus 120, minus 125, do, you know, 1.25 units to win back one unit, 1.2 units to win back one unit. But the other big mismatch that I talked about, you know, the first one was the Jets rushing defense against Washington's rushing offense. The second biggest mismatch of the week is Oakland's fourth best passing attack versus Cincinnati's dead last passing defense. These are all DVOA. They're all weighted to, to take into account most recent performances. So the Raiders are going to be a big team. They're going to win by double digits. Do yourself a favor, take it down under 10 and put in that minus 120 uh, minus 9.5. So those are the four bets I'm giving to you for the spread against the spread. Cowboys minus four and a half, one. Texans plus four and a half, two. Jets plus three and a half, or Jets plus one and a half, three. And Raiders minus nine and a half, four. So those are the four spread bets. And I'll leave you with one parlay to just kind of get a little bit fun with it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, producer Corey, too, for for. Uh, producing this and and just, uh, you know, getting the job done. And we're going to do, in addition to those four spread bets, we're going to do a parlay. Uh, this is a five-way parlay, plus 480. Uh, so this is going to be, we got two legs at 1 o'clock, Cowboys money line, minus 230, and the Texans spread, which I've already said how much I love it, plus four and a half, to four o'clock spreads. These are alternate spreads. So you got to go in, buy them down. 49ers minus two and a half. That's minus 450 in odds. And then Raiders minus five and a half, minus 210. So you're bringing the two big lines down to a more reasonable way uh, to, to, to cover. They don't have to cover those big spreads. So minus two and a half for the 49ers, minus five and a half for the Raiders. And then another alternate spread. So if you hit those four first legs, Last leg on Sunday night, you could potentially hedge a little bit. Ram, uh, Bears, Rams, under 49 and a half. I said the under, over-under was 40. Bringing it under, you know, jump that total up to 49 and a half. They'll hit the under. Minus 410 is the odds on that. So all those five together, Cowboys money line, Texans plus four and a half, 49ers minus two and a half, Raiders minus five and a half, and Bears, Rams, under 49.5, plus 480. Do one unit to win back 4.8 units. And good luck this Sunday. Hopefully uh, all the bounces go your way. And uh, you know, just remember to look at those, look at those matchups. Don't try to be a hero. Uh, don't try to put emotion into it. Just kind of analyze it. Look it for what it is. There's no exact science, but if you, you know, there's there's a lot of information out there. If you can take it in, condense it. You'll have, uh, you'll have better weeks than others. So thank you for listening to this special episode, this bonus podcast of the odds cast. Remember to tune in to the odds cast podcast. I'm Dominic DeLeo joined by Joe Delera, Terry takes 
every Thursday uh, morning that podcast is released where we go over some games. We cover a little bit more sports, have a little more fun with it, uh, but that's every Thursday on Apple and Spotify. The Oddscast podcast. Thank you for listening. We'll see you soon.